0: Podcast with your host, Juan Ayala. Prepare to have your mind blown. Let's
1: get rolling here. I mean, I definitely Sweet. wanna, you know, thank you guys for coming together impromptu like this. Dave, normally we do the elemental Forum, which is still a thing, folks. Listening, don't worry, the elemental Forum will have a new episode coming out soon. But Dave and I kind of uh, reconvened here and I felt it might be best to do something like this to restructure and come back together and uh, and yeah in light of our recent conversation on Illuminati confirmed with Mr. Burns I wanted to get into some of these topics you know like not to put Ryan on the spot because he was kind enough to join us for that show we've talked about him enough there's somebody who I've heard you mention a lot. Dave, and I want to ask you to maybe give our audience uh, a little background on this guy, because I still don't really have the best idea, and you might already know who I'm going to say. His name is Lou Alizondo, mm. and he's a very interesting guy. Like I said, I'd love for you to tell us as
2: much as you know about him. Sure. So first off, let me just say I'm very honored, thankful, and grateful to to be on <clears throat> to be on your show man this is fantastic and to be able to to meet somebody like Juan is incredible and to have this conversation so first and foremost Mr. Elizondo was a former basically just to give you the the I guess the general notes so to speak of what's necessary to know he was a former counterintelligence agent for I don't see. Here's the thing. When you're in that field, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to rather sorry, say for certain. I don't want to say I know he was here and there. He moved all over the place in, in his career. Right. He was in Kandahar. And he was allegedly a very, very strong and good and accurate remote viewer for directly uh, G, Jim Mattis, General Jim Mattis, who was a general at the, on the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff under Trump initially. Mr. Elizondo's come out, and again, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding him, fortunately or unfortunately, depending how you look at it, because a lot of people have said, well, your whole life, you were a counterintelligence guy. This is your thing how do we know or not know if you've been sent out by the intelligence agencies to deceive us or maybe tell us a bit of the truth and a little bit of bs you name it i'm i'm going to be honest with you guys i see both sides i'm still in the process of i guess you could say evaluating my i guess you could say final or more solidified take on him i look honestly i from what i've seen he's move the conversation forward in ways that others have oh. not but uh, so but at the same time we can argue as well there may be some backward actions that have been taken so and i'm let really let me let me remind
1: yeah. the listeners cuz you, you dave i don't want to put you on the spot you, you know, you're you're someone who i see as kind of like a uh, a reporter of a new generation, and it's funny because your podcast is called generation Z, but you really that. you really are on the like the nose of a lot of these subjects that a lot of people may not be as familiar with. So you know we know you're not biased. you have nothing against the man. you have maybe nothing to say you know in allegiance for him either. you're not on right. his side. But what exactly did he disclose? Like, what was the big story that put him in the zeitgeist? Because I've seen him interviewed on a couple podcasts now, and I've heard you mention his name. So I'm like, well, who is this guy? Because I want to know whether or not I should have him on my show or maybe steer clear of him.
2: He's... Well, I'll be honest, I have seen nothing but him being a respectful human being as a person, only looking for good faith conversation. But what basically brought him into the limelight was essentially, it seemed to be a coordinated effort, which is why people question his intentions. And again, to a certain extent, I I get it. But essentially what happened was this. In 2017, Tom DeLonge, the Blink-182 guy, like, I know this is like, he's had an interest in UFOs for years, right? Which is also another side of it. People say, how come the government chose a rock star of all people to bring this forward? But anyways, Tom DeLong started a private company called To The Stars Academy in 2017, TTSA for short. And he introduced Lou Elizondo in that. And I believe also Christopher Mellon, who I believe was former deputy intelligence, whatever. He introduced Lou to the world. Lou basically came out saying, I want to come out to the world as a whistleblower because the government is, for no good reason, keeping a lot of things secret pertaining to this stuff. So in 2000, I believe in six or seven, he was designated to be in charge of a program called ATIP. Now, ATIP stands for Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Some again, already right off the bat, there are just to play the other side of it to play devil's advocate. There are already people saying, Oh, well, he did not head a tip and he's got an interesting past. And the other rebuttal to that in a respectful way is, Well, yes, this is the life of an intelligence person. This is just the, you're going to have lies on top of lies on top of where this person was and wasn't was. And you look into their family, lots of shady things, especially if you're high up in that world now. It's not for me to say personally if one wants to trust him or not. What I can say is that I've seen nothing but respectful conversation from him. He's been nothing but a gentleman. Uh, I know people that know him very well. And again, not to sound biased, but I have nothing but... Whether he's telling the truth or not, I have nothing but respect for Mr. Elizondo personally because of the way he composes himself. Now, if he's composing himself in this way and it turns out this whole thing is a psyop, I will, I've said it on my show, I'll tell my audience, I'm sorry guys for deceiving or for even following his words, but I've yet to see that. I've yet to see that.
1: And I think that's absolutely fair and I don't think anybody should cast any sort of offense on you for merely talking about somebody, right? So... Here's the thing. I I love what you just did for us because I think what happened with the whole Tom DeLong to the Stars Academy is a lot of the attention got put on Tom instead Mm. of gentlemen like Lou Elizondo, the other gentleman that you mentioned, and the five or six other people that are part of that to the Stars Academy. And why I think it's important to highlight it is because, the alien conversation has swayed back and forth over the yeah. years, much longer than all of our lives, you know, put together. Even we're all fairly young, and this has all been going on for the most part for almost close to a hundred years now. And right. it seems like for a while, the aliens were sort of, I don't know, we'll say not ad- they didn't admit to the presence of aliens even though it was pretty obvious that they were dealing with something there was just this stone wall approach to any information on the subject and then you yeah. see this shift happen around the time when we'll say maybe the internet is getting you know more advanced the information is being shared at higher capacity more than ever before now mm-hmm. they're like trying to get ahead of this almost and they're In my opinion from my perspective seems like they're shifting the conversation so that aliens are the enemy aliens are the aggressor aliens are a military threat and it you know again nothing against Lou Elizondo but it does feel like that is kind of coached within this whole to the Stars Academy thing it's like we need a space force we need people fighting in
2: space Okay, I appreciate you saying that so much, and I'm sorry to keep hogging all this, uh, Juan. I, I, I mean, I don't mean to keep hogging the, the, the spotlight here, but oh, no, you're good, you're good, bro. Thanks, man. I, I, okay. That's a very good point, Mark. It's a very good point because what you have is, and I see both sides, I truly do. So you have people saying, you know, generally speaking, well, it, it's not, you know, I won't believe it unless some. Uh, p- Position of authority doesn't have to be CIA or whatever, but a position of authority tells me that it's there because they have the data. And then, okay. And then when someone like, again, Lou Elizondo would be the prime example of that, in my humble opinion, when someone does come out, people go, well, I don't trust them because it's the government. So I do get both sides and I do understand as well, where do you win? The thing here is that when you've been lied to so much, you, when someone tries to come out with the truth, not saying that's Lou, but I'm also not, not saying that either. It, you don't know what to believe, right? When you keep using one set of lies to cover for another over and over and over, this creates a problem. And when you brought up aliens, I think the other thing with that too is that it's not as clear cut as we have a good faction, we have a bad faction. I think we have multiple factions with multiple vying interests in our planet and for various reasons, whether for us, whether for the nature of this planet, I think it's all, I'm not trying to say this is a cop-out answer, but I think it's all of the above. The same way that people ask, you know, are they interdimensional? Are they from other planets? Are they spirits? I, I really do think it's, largely all of the above. You make a great point, Mark, when saying there's definitely a there there. The question is, to what extent is there a there there? and look, a lot of people have said, you know, Mr. Mr. Elizondo is not the guy for the job or what have you. And others have said, is he pushing unintentionally, whether he even knows it consciously or not, this blue beam narrative. I think if he was listening to our conversation right now, he would appreciate and respect the good faith, open debates where like conversation we're having. We're really trying to see both sides of it. From a personal perspective, if people want to hear like Dave Zed's opinion, I do have some questions for him, particularly some affiliations. But here's the thing: when you're in that world, you're going to be associated with bad people no matter what. Now, to still rebut that as well, he has moved the conversation forward. Um, has he brought, say, for example, hey guys, I got this, this, this piece of craft with me. I got this, this, this ET, this gray next to me on my desk here. No, obviously not. I mean, he said it himself to be fair, but I don't. Here's the thing, I'm really trying to get him on the show sometime soon, just to very respectfully ask questions. I'm more interested in the in the science, the knowledge of it all, more than the, I guess you could say, the affairs of the politics of it, but I think the questions need to be asked, and I think that it, if he doesn't have thick skin, he's not made for it, but he certainly seems to have it. The guy is constantly praised and attacked, constantly. So Here's the
1: thing, when it Entered into the political sphere the way it did over the past 10 years. I think a mm. lot of people, at least in the community that I find myself a part of, with the conspiracy thinkers and whatnot, we are trusting this alien narrative less and less. It seemed like it used to be, you know, par for the course in conspiracy mm. thinking. Aliens were a part of it, aliens were in cahoots with the government. Now, you know, the government's telling us, oh, yeah, we're going to tell you all about the aliens. You know, it's like spinning you around 180 degrees and you're like, OK, so who do I really trust? And I know we've had this conversation a bunch on the Elemental Forum, which is why I wanted to do this, because I think like, you know, we tend to focus on the element there. And then this conversation comes into it naturally because it's just a part of. The fabric of the universe itself which is what we're exploring on that show but yeah man i think there was definitely something that happened in 1945 right when we talked about the nuclear explosion right and, and this shift happening and now we have all of these
2: elements seemingly Sorry, from I... other worlds can I just say super quickly one thing? I want to say out of respect to Mr. Elizondo and also out of respect to people that criticize him. To be fair, there was a, an instance where the Pentagon deleted a bunch of his emails and and uh, attempted to sort of dis I guess you could say discredit him from saying that he you know ran a tip and reported to James Mattis directly. Now again, there's some evidence to su- to sh- to suggest that he was not in charge of a tip. But point being is that there's factions within factions within these places. Right? Right. So not to defend nor go against Mr. Elizondo, but it's so political. There's people like <laughs> Eric Weinstein said something that I really liked in with the Hal Putoff video that came out about a week ago when he said he saw the June report from last year that came out where they said, well, there's no UFOs. But at the same time, there's not not UFOs. Right. Or aliens. Mr. Weinstein said what he gathered from that was there's two large factions and within those two there's even more one faction basically saying this is not going to get out ever right and then another faction saying basically let's let some of it out because the people deserve to know and the faction that's basically saying over my dead body seems to be losing power and control the problem is is that you have like (laughs) this is the problem with the human angle incorporated with lies incorporated with governments and things like that because there could be someone within the government that truly has a beneficial intention but because of politics they're forced to go along with things and i'm not speaking on lou here i'm just saying in general it could also like there's so many ways to look at this that i i'm in full agreement with those that are skeptical now again with that being said he's he's moved in my opinion he's moved the conversation forward for better or worse is hard to say but if I ever get the opportunity to interview him, it would, it would be more about the, the science aspect of things. And yeah, basically I would want to know more about the, the, the esoteric side of stuff and the nuts and bolts and how those two merge together. That's what I would ask him far more than, Hey, is this, you know, like the drama going on because it's not really going to help anything. Right. So it's, it's tough man it's because the community is extremely divided
1: now let's get into that
2: because yeah. i
1: i that point on the factions really stuck out and i think that's important because when i talked about us casting doubt on this political realm that's using this s- to support some narrative i think uh, you know that's what brings the suspicion it's like what is this faction that wants to reveal this truth to us and to what purpose? Cause it seems to fit in with this agenda 21 stuff, right? Where they're revealing an alien threat and, uh, and then there's this other faction that just wants to keep it all under wraps. Why? Right.
2: So it's interesting. I, I mean, I have a couple views on this, but see, here's the thing. It gets so complicated that I could see why people get exhausted and say, ha screw the alien subject. But ultimately what I see, Based on talking to people on and off the record, my own research, all of that, this is what I gather. And to your audience, Mark, I'm not. I want to be very clear. I'm not stating this is fact. This is just what I've personally gathered. If I've missing context or if I'm wrong, and your audience corrects me, I'd love for that to be the case. Just so I don't, you know, put out BS out there. The U.S. messed up big time in the '50s, signing a treaty with a handful of with a, a, a faction of greys. I don't want to say with the Greys, because that's putting them in one big bucket, just like humans. You can't do that, right? With a faction of the Greys that represented another species that had a very negative intention for this planet. Since that treaty occurred, and these Greys, on behalf of these more negative species, tried to approach the Germans in 1933, the Nazis, the Nazis said, screw off. Basically, they had to deal with another ET faction, believe it or not, allegedly essentially after this treaty was signed in the mid fifties, Eisenhower signed this treaty. There's, uh, there's, there's alleged footage. I have some photos from the dark web of this alleged treaty, but basically it was that, they were to give up some of their humans literally for abductions that would then be returned safely back in their homes. I think the agreement was just under a million humans per year, but the agreement was not followed. They abducted way more, didn't return all of them, way more than promised. And in exchange for this human abduction deal, the Greys would then give nuts and bolts technology, right? Now, apparently they did not give as much technology as, as was promised. Hence, would I be able to share my screen real quick if that's cool?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For folks listening, audio, sign up on the Patreon or Rockfin and check it out. I think you should be able
2: to. Yep. Perfect. Thank you. So that allegedly led to this, which occurred in 2002. Now, yes, I'm skipping over a lot here, but point, you'll see why I'm saying this. This is a crop circle. I know people think crop circles. Okay, I was I'm I wasn't even big into them at the time. But this was done in 2002. This was a crop circle formed. Okay, 2002, 50 years after this Griotta treaty was officially signed. Now, what we have here is an image of what seems to be. Sorry, let me oh, one second. Let me get yeah. Let's get this one here. This crop circle image. Essentially, what this image was was a warning from allegedly a benevolent faction and how do we know this well this here is binary and this translates believe it or not to in english this translates to beware word for word beware the bearers of false uh, sorry beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises period much pain but still time Now, the implication seems to be, again, the crabwoodmessage.eu.pu, the implication seems to be they were referring to this species of greys that signed with the Eisenhower administration in the 50s. Now, what I'm gathering, big picture, Mark, essentially, is that the United States government, because other countries, I believe, have aligned with different factions as well, basically the US government messed up in the 50s and they've been going down a bad, bad hole ever since. Now, allegedly. A more benevolent factions, whether you want to call them the Galactic Federation, you name it, right? The Chimera group, whatever different, you know, light workers, whatever, both biological and esoteric and spiritual have been since then trying to poach certain humans that like basically pull them away from the deal they screwed up on and try and fix everything essentially. But it's extremely more complicated than that because you have different Treaties amongst the different factions on the planet. You have sub treaties within those treaties. Then you have humans on the surface, and then you have allegedly Agartha. Then you have these uh, submerged bases underwater. It's a very complex situation, and I also understand why people get mentally burnt out because when you're reading through things, it's like you got to you know try and sift through all the BS. So I get why people say you know th- this is nonsense. Now to bring it back to Lou Elizondo, the question becomes Lou and his group are his crew so to speak is that the crew that's been approached by this these benevolent factions that's and i don't have the answer to that i'm not i'm not saying i know because i certainly don't but these are the questions i continue to pursue and ask or is he part of that crew that is pushing a fake military invasion or uh, of, of ufos right so there's that again a lot of peop- people say, you know, even the bad ones, they, they need us alive because without the, ant, without the ants on the farm, you don't have an ant farm, right? So there's a lot of that too. It's tough, it's tough. And I don't know right now if Lou and his crew, so to speak, I, I guess I shouldn't say his crew, but that whole circle of individuals, Hal Putoff, Tom DeLong, they know things, don't get me wrong, there is a there there. The question is with what intent? I guess it's just like anything else in life, right? It's, I mean, I can use this pen right now to, you know, to to stab somebody in the neck or to write down a nice sentence. It's this, you know, it's how you use it. So like, it's not that I'm going to do it. Just want to be clear, (laughs) but that's what I see happening now. Sorry if I went on a bit of a tangent, but that's no, no,
1: no, I I love it. And I think that you're making great points and you're helping me make sense of something that I just talked about with a guest named Neil Guar who runs this group called Portal to Ascension. They have a lot of very well-known people in the ufology community who are a part of their webinars. One of them that I saw Travis Walton, which is, you know, one of the more famous UFO abductees, but and, you know, the whole ancient aliens crew. So we had this whole conversation in, about this topic exactly. So I feel a little prepared for this. I hope people listen to that already before this. But One of the things that Neil talked about was the non-intervention law and how, you know, these beings can't affect earth as themselves. So they incarnate through human bodies to be here for this change. And some of these factions due to whatever their, you know, spiritual inabilities are because of the, the course of their species history they're unable to reincarnate as humans unless they do this genetic manipulation, which is why they signed this treaty. So now you have this thing where people are being like, literally possessed by beings from other places, almost like what we would think of as like a demon possession, which is like, you know, interesting, Considering what like a guy like Joshua Cutchin talks about where he's like, yeah, aliens, fairies, elves, like these are all the same thing, just in different mm. time periods, right? So, right. you know, even though 1945 and this like nuclear explosion, whatever happened in the 1940s that got all this attention here, you know, there was still this sort of activity throughout human history. I mean, even more so when we look at, like, the Golden Age and the way beyond back in, you know, Mesopotamia, Sumeria, and, and earlier... Yeah,
2: you brother, you <clears throat> you nailed that on the head. That is one faction with respects to certain greys, uh, allegedly being us at one point, but having a genetic manipulation or some type of instance happen to humans at some point that then led them to lose their soul or what we refer to as soul and things like this. And they're trying to go back in time from their timeframe to sort of fix things, if you will, but it, it never ends up working. That This is when it gets complicated, because and this is alleged, but these greys allegedly are working with certain factions of the United States government and other ones around the world. And then of course, what you also have are other factions working with other governments for such purposes as what you just mentioned, for sometimes their own intentions and whatnot. And then, you have the thing that I think world governments fear the most. You have factions coming and going as they please and human governments not being able to do anything because they're just so much more superior. Like Yes, allegedly there's a, a database every time a species comes and goes, they have to you know sort of check in like you do in a hotel, but doesn't mean they got to tell you what they're doing. Right. When you go check in at the hotel, what does that mean? You get, you don't tell them what you're going to go do in your room at night. Right. Like it's the same thing. So it, it seems to be that you nailed it on the head. Not only that, but also when I take a look at, you know, what you said about it's one faction doing this and then one faction doing that. And it, it's, I think you said it very well. Also, when you brought up walk-ins. And, and, you know, the, them, because they don't want sort of like in Star Trek, the prime directive, you don't interfere with the species evolution unless, it, you know, there's a certain point which you, which you can based on morals and ethics they've set as a federation. There's allegedly many different kinds. You have walk-ins where they can just essentially take over your whole body for good or for bad. I, I think they can, a lot of, depending on the species and the tech and whatnot, it, it really depends. But... They can come and they can surveil through your body, whether you even know they're surveilling through you or not. There's different types of walk-ins per se. You have ones that just like to explore, if you will, this planet. You have other ones that have actual intentions and agendas here with goals to be carried out and contracts, as they call it. Some of them can actually walk into a human body and the person just loses all like they don't remember a thing a week goes by and and they wake up in their bed and go where did the last week go like literally and pilots have experienced this in a shorter time frame anyways then you have the walk-ins where you don't even know that you're being used as a surveillance mechanism then there's that. And then there's the angle of shape shifting using tech with skin suits, you know, all these different things. So again, this is what I meant earlier when we first started recording, when I said I think it's all the above. And I'm not saying that as a cop out answer because I see evidence for most of, if not all of it. It's it's real comp. I don't mean to confuse you no, or your audience, but it's complicated. Yeah.
1: I agree. And I think this is why we've had the amount of conversations we've had because i like to draw this kind of stuff out and really you know ask the questions that i think i need to ask to fully understand something but i think it's also a dangerous topic if you're someone like me learning about walk-ins because i start imagining i'm like oh maybe i'm a walk-in oh maybe maybe this, maybe i have some kind of contract i feel like that's what turns certain people off from the new age topic in general because it can lead you down like an ego road where you're like, oh yeah, I'm destined to reveal these great things. And sometimes that happens and it leads to something really great. I mean, in the case of David Ike, he's somebody who had this revelation for worse or for better. I think it was because of an accident that he had while being a soccer player or while even playing a soccer game. I don't know the full details, But he, you know, he had this amazing revelation afterwards, and I think there was like an ayahuasca experience that he had as well. But either way, whether David is true about the reptilians or not, you can't doubt that he is waking people up and helping people. You know, David mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, your name is David as well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to honestly, dude. I'm. I'll tell you right now. I think I took almost a year at this point to really gather my thoughts on his proposals, and just my opinion. I think he's 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 I, I don't know about spot on, but he's he's got he's on the money in terms of what's allegedly happening. Now, again, this is this these reptilians, there's different factions, most of them are not so good. There's some that are, have agreed to live in peace on this planet allegedly and all that. But yes, basically what David Icke has proposed seems to be the case. Now I I know there's a lot of people in the UFO community, especially within, say, Lou Elizondo's community or his crew. And his friends and whatnot that I've interviewed myself that when I ask them about it, it's I will tell you. I get this vibe, this feeling that they want to say more and say, Dave, you're onto something, but they they don't, and I'll tell you why. Every single time, I've noticed a consistency with the answers whenever I bring up David Ike, they go, Dave, even if it is accurate we need to drop our paradigm of understanding first so basically saying to me like dave slow down let the uh, let the um let the masses not not the people listening because we're all on the same page here but let the masses gather a better understanding before we get into shape shifting reptilians some of the physical world not being physical being extremely dense astral vibrational strings which are, you know, using part of a machine to construct this in a certain way to, to collapse our light wave spectrum of seeing and things like this. And, you know, it gets real intense, but what I gather, I don't know about specifically, you know, uh, harvesting certain parts of the planet and things like this, you know, with certain machines underground and all that. Although there's some evidence to indicate such an instance, I think Mr. Ike is, at the very least loosely accurate now this is just my opinion but yeah Mm.
1: well and yeah i was only using him as an example because i think you know whether it's a walk-in or not people have these sort of revelatory experiences and they've happened throughout history you know whether that's due to some sort of outside influence is up for debate but it definitely is much easier to imagine all the different scenarios with the amount of science fiction we have in popular culture you know you you can right. think of a dozen stories where these kind of ideas are are used you know the concept of walk-ins i mean the body snatchers movie right the invasion of mm. the body snatchers that was one of the biggest sci-fi horror kind of films yeah. and it was the thing Yeah, the thing is another one that's a big one, and it's just, you know, it's definitely, like I said, a little dangerous if you're not well-grounded in who you are, because I think some people may, like get a little worried like, oh crap, am I gonna get possessed or am I gonna become a (laughs) walk-in?
2: I know it sounds funny, but all it takes is a month or two of really delving into this topic. You can go nuts very easily in this topic. not just from what you just said, Mark, that too, but you can go nuts in so many other ways. Like that's why I will be honest with your audience. I've had, I think truthfully, I've had in the last year and a half two, I guess you could say mental breakdowns from this. I've actually had to use mental coping skills to try and not, I guess you could say break down really, but ultimately I really appreciate I'm appreciative of myself having those breakdowns because I think it's actually helped me as a person grow. So not that I ever plan to at all, but if I were to ever, you know, leave this subject or anything like that, I can still apply everything I learned to other parts of my life. Now, with that being said, just to read this, I feel as though my my I guess calling per se, I really love to do it. I've felt that if I was ever going to leave this side of things, it would have been when I had a breakdown in the past, but it, it can get to you. Whether esoteric nuts and bolts it can really get to you, man. It's a real, that's why I say to people who really, even if they're not podcasters, even if they just research into this, you gotta have a focal point of relaxation, whether it's a part of your house where you go to to relax, whether it's exercise, whether it's playing a video game, you gotta do something where you you push this out of your mind because it gets really intense and your brain just wants to explode. Sometimes it's not a bad thing, but you just gotta take a break, you know? That's, yeah. Yeah.
3: I want to butt in here because I've been Please. I've been listening and I approach the subject from a from a few different perspectives. I've had Michael, Dr. Michael P. Masters on my podcast. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yes. And he the the idea that he proposes, right? I love this idea of the Anunnaki. And not to not to discredit what you've been saying, I let's I want to trace it back to Donald Drumfield. And and we know that these these ideas of these UFO crafts have been dating back to the 1800s with Otsuro Boone, right? The UFO legend from the 19th century Japan where it was this craft that they supposedly found, right? And it had some girl
2: in it. Well, and, just, just if we go back thousands of years, there's cave drawings. Oh, 100%. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's from the beginning of time. And I want to come back to Donald's Romefield. There are known knowns, things we do, things yeah. we know that we know. And there are known unknowns, things that we know we don't know, but there are also unknown unknowns, things that we do not know we don't know. And it's interesting that he said that, right? Because it was him who the day before 9-11 was talking about Mm -hmm. the money that was missing and people relate this to the money that they use for black budget, things that can't be disclosed within the government because again, because of foreign affairs, et cetera, et cetera, they're not able to disclose exactly how much you're spending on quote-unquote underground military bases, black budget sure. projects. And it bring, have you seen the documentary Higher Entities, The Lost Tapes by Justin Fall, the Fall brothers?
2: I don't think so, unfortunately.
3: They've no. been on the Confessionals podcast, I believe, or I, th- I think it was 10 hat And they talk about this group, right? These factions within the government. And... My whole thing behind all this, and i and I want to believe or I want to believe that there is some so i, I do one hundred percent believe that there are higher entities that are at work i please one push back
2: man i I love these type of conversations
3: I, my whole thing, Dave, and I wanted to ask you, why don't you think that that somebody has really blown the lid on this, and if if why they haven't and also If these entities are so powerful, why would they need us? And I know it's got to do with the divine feminine, uh, the divine, I'm sorry, the divine spark within us, right? Because that's what David I talks about that the reptilians aren't, they have no creativity. They just, they just repeat and regurgitate things that they take in. But that was my whole thing with like the Anunnaki, right? If, Mm. if they are so powerful, so omnipotent and they are able to do and have all this advanced technology, Why use us? Why genetically manipulate us? Why even bother with us, right? Because we have the aspect of cosmicism, or H.B. Lovecraft, where we're just a speck of shit in this world and we mean nothing to the universe. And these entities on the outer skirts of reality, of time, that time does not affect them. Why, you know, well, another thing that he says is that they don't even care about us. So why would they interact with us? Our relationship with them is just a mere coincidence to them.
1: And we have... I want you to answer this, but then I want to answer it as well. Cause I feel like Juan just asked a really great question, but go ahead. And and again,
3: not to discourage, I don't don't want to be Simon. I just want, that's my whole thing behind this. I go, yes, the, the government is composed of a lot of moving parts. I think somebody, right? Like a Bob Lazar or somebody would have slipped up or had videos. Why don't they come out and just blow the lid on it if there even is aliens
2: you know okay right so okay there's a few i appreciate that question a lot there's a few different ways to look at this depending on who you ask when and how and why quote-unquote disclosures already happen for those who look the, again now I, i'm not trying to answer that vaguely with just oh bro it's there you just got to look i'm not trying to be that guy with that being said there there have been individuals there have been if you look at the 2001 national press conference by i have to give him credit of, for as much crap as he gets these days Stephen greer he put together 400 vets that came together they jammed the 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 nsa jammed the uh, the broadcast so that it couldn't get out to the world first and foremost now with respects to why they even care about our species i think again this is i appreciate this question so much because i also have my own internal conflicts debating with dropping our own paradigm with that of using logic but logic is within our paradigm so i think we got to drop it i think what we're seeing here at least in modern human history anunnaki allegedly were wannabe gods and they left for some reason i don't know but the, at least with modern human history, it's it has to do allegedly partly with something called nuclear karma. And our species has also been on a deadline, allegedly. Now, when we dropped the the atom bomb, the nuke, apparently what interested so many other species to come to Earth was like, first off, oh shit, they discovered how to split the atom, but not just that. It affects... It, it allegedly did more damage to other planes and dimensions than it did here. And that's not trying to get woo-woo or esoteric. There is science to substantiate that actually- you no know, theory. What, right, string theory. But the thing with string theory is that I don't think it's incorrect. I think it's simply incomplete. And I think- what we thought were constants are actually variables. There's a key there that's missing. And I'll, I'll tell you, uh, actually, I'll share my screen one last time. And this seems to be the sort of the answer, at least to me personally, with respects to, in many cases, why this would be the, the situation. So we have allegedly a world or multiple worlds all around us. There's FBI, CIA declassified documents saying, you know, these beings, some of them come from other planets, some vibrate from their dimension into ours. All right, that's what I mean by nuclear karma. It seems as though when we drop the, the the nuke, at least in modern human history, we messed with other uh, realms, uh, dimensions, you name it, because Cosmic of this web. Yeah. Co- correct. And whether they like us as a species or not, we are sort of like the baby that's stuck in the house, as and you're the, and they're the parents, and it's like, damn, I got to deal with these kids. And then you have the ones that the few that come in and say, no, 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 we have good intentions, no strings attached. And we, we want, actually, goodness for humanity, right? Now, the reason I bring this up is because, look at this, guys. So you know how we measure all of our frequencies in Hertz? This is the Hertzian conspiracy. So in late 1864, James Maxwell published his material on electromagnetic waves. This coincides with Tesla's work as well. His material dealt not only with electric and magnetic waves, but also the relativistic ethereal psychoactive component of these waves. All right, now take a look at this. The equations included transformations that enabled the change from inertial frames of reference to non-inertial frames of reference. Now in standard plain English, that at the time was called quaternion notation, which we now call tensors in quantum physics. Tensors and quarks, which again, going back to what you said, Mark, Lou Elizondo and his crew seem to be focused on this. Now take a look at this. Mr. uh, James Maxwell then proposed his work to obviously scientists and all that. Someone somewhere recognized this because shortly after his death, the mathematician Oliver Heaviside, the chemist Willard Gibbs and physicist Heinrich Hertz decided to edit or interpret Maxwell's famous equations, which seemed to give the answer to what we're still looking for called unified field theory or like the answer to everything, so to speak. So look at this. The unholy trio, especially Heaviside, disregarded the quantum aspect of it because they represented potentials and not fields. He thought potentials were akin to mysticism, and he said, quote, everybody knows that fields contain mass and mass cannot be created from nothing, end quote, but it's not coming from nothing. It is coming from somewhere. But this is what he did. Because of this one act, electromagnetism was reduced from its original five dimensions to only four, X, Y, Z, and time. The element of g was removed because of this deliberate act 22 other errors currently exist today in electromagnetic theory all right so what we see here is that they decided to avoid here the unification of gravitation and electromagnetics all right because that would lead to free energy which would mean the collapse of control on us Mm -hmm. point being to answer your question one we see here at the very bottom In the 1960s, the Hertz, the way that we measure frequencies all around the world, all right, replaced cycles per second. Before the 60s, frequencies would be measured in cycles per second. Why did they need to very quickly cover up CPS cycles per second and put everything into Hertz? Why? Because this since then, everyone thinks that all EMF waves are only Hertzian. However, only the upper portion of the spectrum before infrared contains Hertzian waves. So these things that we know of as VLF, ELF, or ULF all mean the same thing. Extremely low, ultra-low frequencies, or very low frequencies are not waves in biosystems and natural phenomenon are not Hertzian in nature. This is why, in my humble perspective, there are extremely low frequencies all around us. We can't detect it because these jackasses suppressed it, and therefore, we didn't develop the tech to detect it, and this is what screwed all of it up. Now, to go back to your question, I think this is exactly why. There are frequencies and energies all around us, and whether they like us or not as a species, after we dropped the atom bomb, they said, God damn it.
3: Yeah and and that's that's the whole thing right the human eye only picks up 0.0035 of the light spectrum and is and is our ears only pick up certain frequencies i'm 100% on board with that not to mention and
2: the time it takes to interpret it with once it gets yeah. Yeah, yeah you
3: see things as they were not as they actually are because right. by the time it enters and you know the photons reflect the light goes into your eye you know you're 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 seeing a delayed image you know in real time you never see somebody in real time for what they actually are now, and i'm 100% no
1: one that? So if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, your question, which I think Dave did a great job of addressing, part of it. But I don't know. Maybe I can address. Yeah, the other sorry. One question.
2: You, could you get to the part that maybe I didn't address? My apologies. No, I'll I'll say it because
1: I remember it was it was a part about like what uh, you know what exactly is the reason why this stuff is being kept under wraps? How could it be kept under wraps or something? To That's that. the
3: conspiracy of all conspiracies though, Mark. That's like the, 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 again, the jelly to the jelly donut, right? You well, know but it was about? your
1: question. Let me, <laughs> no, no, no,
3: I understand, but I just wanted to elaborate a little bit, not saying sure. that I don't believe in aliens. I 100% do It's just that skeptic in me is, uh, has always been like, why you know why do the transformers to use a movie why the fuck do they need us if they're these transformers right. from this other so planet? They're and so that's great.
1: that's what i was hoping to address and dave i definitely want to give uh, you a chance to address it as well because yeah. like i said you yeah. did you did you definitely were but i want to make a, a quick point please please i please. think i think the reason why they focus on us why they need us so to speak is not so much for just who we are as human beings but where we are at this point in place in time on earth i mean again this is much inspired by neil but he only elaborated on something that i've known about for a while but something to the effect of like we're on school earth all of the universe participated in creating this somehow and by being here there's something unique or special about us and we have this in our myths and we also have this in our myths that there are certain entities that maybe aren't happy with our role here on earth so i think that might be the what i come to but again we could i could
2: couldn't tell you i know for sure you know (laughs) plain plain english for some factions not all but for some we're food
3: Yes, wow. and it's got to do with, again, lower vibrational, the energy. This is the whole thing behind the Saturn. That And I had this thing for a while. The reason that they made a Space Force right of all the times that they made it was because... You've heard, I mean, Pythagoras, the music of spheres and all the frequencies coming in from outer space, right? Coming mm-hmm. towards us it's in specific, the planet Saturn and Venus, if you listen to the frequencies coming from those planets, they're horrible. And the yeah. whole conspiracy was that Saturn right through the use of cymatics and frequencies, how we're Correct. talking about and is using the rings from Saturn to transmit something it him being the demiurge in and, and mythology and Kronos and father time and all this stuff. And also you touched on a point right with the hertz that's also what the the higgs boson is all about right it's all mm. about finding the mass in certain different dimensions in order to once they figure that once they find a higgs boson they know if it's got a different mass that they tapped into another dimension which they openly talk about through through quantum computing they've talked about this shit they talk yep. about it all the time they go we're literally reaching into parallel dimensions to pull information on at the same yeah. time we're opening up portals for these entities to be able to come through now. Yes. It's just like the movie Pacific Rim. There are these entities that are coming through certain, right. The 12 vile vortices around the world, which the government is a hundred percent aware of. And this is something that I've talked about a lot where these, these governmental powers, they know that there is something much more supernatural, you know, transformers again, more than meets the eye because there's literally these things going on in the background that we, aren't able, it's all about perception, right? The double slit experiment, the observer effect, maybe perhaps these entities behave in that, that way that the atom does where they change, right? Like in Grand Theft Auto, when the when the map is loading, you see it loading in front of you. We don't know what's yeah. happening behind us. Right. And again, you fall in, th- this guy, Luis Elizondo says, earth is a zoo ruled by aliens, which is what the book of Enoch is about, which is what all these ancient scriptures are about. And I'm a hundred percent on board with it. Where I, where they lose me, it's like, oh, well, there's this big grand cabal that's trying to hide it. And I go, there's a lot of people. I mean, maybe they might get Clinton or whatever, but I think there's a lot of people and a lot of moving parts to suppress something of this nature. You know what I'm, th- you, know, you know what I'm getting? That's to discredit you, but that's, right. that's where I come. No,
2: from. no, this is one of the things that I address constantly. How can there be a grand conspiracy? Because we know based on just the way things go, people talk, it's simple. It's just, you know, people, it, it's very, yes, I couldn't agree more. Um. I don't think it is as, and this is no disrespect, I'm not sure if you're asking it in this way or otherwise, I don't think it is per se, okay, this is how I view it. And I don't don't do this in a way to confirm my own research or my own views. It's just because it seems to be the most from my own personal experience and whatnot, but basically this is how I view it. It's not that there's one grand cabal at play. Although it's, you know, again, it's possible maybe on the ET side, you know, there's a control mechanism of sorts, but point being from a human aspect, I sort of view the elites as very much that of like the mafia, the five families of New York, let's say all five families have the same general goals to make money, right? But there's drama, there's politics, there's deals off the record deals, there's deals that boss that their you know, captains make that their bosses don't know about all these different interminglings. You know, if you don't hear nothing, don't say nothing. This whole concept of that. I think that's what comes into play here. I don't, I've never, to be fair, I've never proposed that it's this on my show, at least that there's this one big cabal meeting every Friday in a room rubbing their hands going, you know, we got the world under our control. Although I think those meetings do happen. I think what we're seeing are are more so factions. And I think that in terms of disclosure or evidence, it's, it, it is out there. The problem is to play devil's advocate to one is that, CGI has gotten so good that we don't know the difference. And you know what, brother, if I'm being honest with you, I am in uh, a large extent agreement with you of there not being some grand, grand group per se, but rather smaller factions controlled by a grand group that may not even be on this planet. That's more where I'm leaning personally. I'm, I'm with you on that, man. I, I don't think that the Clintons are with the royal family and they're const- like, all these families are working together constantly, always. People get knocked off the board all the time. The game is unpredictable. This is my personal uh, perspective, and I'm happy to have it changed. If someone could say, "Dave, look at this," I sure. I,
3: I think it's important, right, to have some sort of, especially when, and and I'm with you on the whole, looking into certain subjects and and then bring bringing this this, rather go, like a, a manic episode at times, or we have to take mm. a break and back up, and being a conspiracy theorist or alternative. Thoughtist, whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it, I don't think we're challenging enough sometimes when it comes to certain things, and and and, and because we talk about it all the time, I I talk about the reptilian overlords all the time, but. Not a lot of people come on like, hey, what do you mean by that? You know, what do you tell, what is your evidence for that? When like, some people you, say lizard you know? people,
2: sometimes they don't literally mean lizard people. They just That's, mean like yeah, scummy exactly. people,
3: right? The, arc- like, the, the arconic forces at work right. in the universe that, when, know, from a metaphorical sense of the word.
2: You know what I will tell you one actually, one thing that surprised me that I was speaking to a physicist off the record. Unfortunately, I can't say who it was. And again, I say to Mark, your audience, don't have to believe me. Take this as you will, as do I. Maybe I'm being fed BS as well. But essentially what I was told basically by this, this person uh, amongst others too, was that they're like, Dave, we don't, again, because how many things are compartmentalized and all that certain people don't even know what's going on with the people right next to them in terms of like, it, they're, it's so compartmentalized. Right. And then when you take a look at the, how can I say it, the the grand scheme of, how how would I put this? The big picture of like what you just said about not having so many people in on one thing. I'm, I'm in full agreement there because again, there are, I am of the belief that it's out there in terms of disclosure and evidence. I don't say proof, I say evidence. Evidence for those who wanna look. With that being said as well, there's also that angle of like you just said, what's the, you know, we gotta look at this and say, okay, where's the skepticism here we need to have healthy skepticism
3: yes always because it's a narrative fallacy and confirmation bias that we form for ourselves and we start to believe it i've been there i you know i'll get into a new creation myth and i'm like this is it this is what it's about then i'll start reading another one i go well that makes kind of more sense to me but again because i don't have anybody there to challenge my point of views you know what i mean
2: Right. Sorry. Well, one final thing I wanted to say was that this physicist told me, I said to him, I go, there's no way that the, that there are, I guess you could say a handful of corporations or companies that control within this academic, academic community, the dissemination and stuff of knowledge and, and science and physics, at least according to him, again, according to him, there is, he said, the way it works is that it's a handful of academics, allegedly part of this mj-12 zodiac group that general scientists that oversee the control of this and they literally have corporations on top of subsidiaries all over the world so that if some random high school kid in india has somehow found a way to make anti-gravity work in his bedroom not only could their militaries detect it but they'll snatch it up within literally like minutes, if that, and when I say snatch it up, I don't just mean military comes and seizes the home. I mean, those dummy companies will buy out the kid or buy out the kid's idea mm-hmm. and they'll, and they'll patent it and throw it into what's called, I guess you could say a, a bin of, of suppression, so to speak. Now yeah. I want to say Mark to your audience, I'm not saying this is fact. This is just what I've been told. I'm inclined to believe this based on my own research, but again, it could be incorrect.
3: So 100% it's what happened to Nikola Tesla with Westinghouse and, and JP Morgan, all these, right. These reptilian esque figures in history where he wanted to industrial. They couldn't industrialize the idea, right. Of free energy for the people. No, no, no. It's gotta be all about money. The will to power at the end of the day, it's about will to power. And unfortunately, yes, 100% there are people who are oblivious to it all. And that's how, like when when the government came out and confirmed the the whole uap or ufo phenomenon with the tic tac video and they came out and they confirmed it they're like yes there is something that we don't know about out there and nobody gave a fuck because we know about this for me for me to be a believer for me for me to be a hundred percent a believer i need to see an alien gray and a space shuttle or a spacecraft right in front of me to be like okay this is hundred percent one i and respect I, that And I know the, I, and I know, again, I know about the metaphysical aspect that these are interdimensional entities 100%. I am on board with that, but I, until I see it 100%, I will be like, okay, this is, I have a friend
2: who said to me, Dave, I respect the work you do, but he literally said word for word that he goes, it's got to come shake my hand, land on my driveway. And I said to him, I said, I truly respect that because he said to me, he goes, look, I will, totally it's not about being right or wrong it's not even about that it's just about again accepting open uh, new paradigms and Mm -hmm. things like this and he said to me he goes i follow your stuff lightly this is a childhood friend but he goes i gotta cut it off at a certain point i said i respect that and he goes listen i won't believe it fully until one of them comes and shakes my hand i said fair Totally. And
3: and not again, not to discredit you, but I like that healthy skepticism from, from a rational point of view where we we we, need it. We need it. Because We talk about it all the time, dude. We talk about it. And, and, and me and Mark had an experience the other day where we were not to mention any names and not anything against anybody, but it was just like that, like all these questions and it wasn't anything big to back it up. Because again, I do believe that there are these elites that are running, right, the, the Bilderberg group and, 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 you know, people in these secret yeah. societies that are with their gatekeepers for certain information. Now, their intentions behind gate, gatekeeping that information, that's questionable, right? Because it, it, it's like the spear of destiny, how you mentioned earlier your pen, it can either be used for good or used for evil. And depending on where they stand, again, within their own denominations, within the government, within whatever societies that they're in, that's where it gets the waters get muddied up and that's where they that's yeah. again that's where they lose me i'm like okay we, i know this i know that there's families that have been at war for forever and there's ancient bloodlines 100 i believe that 100 percent. now the right when when you paint this picture to people all oh, the government would never do that the government would never it's like no the government would do that you, there's a laundry list of things that they've done that are a lot worse than what example is ha- happening right now in the world they they withhold information from the people. Now their intentions behind that, that's where, again, you have to look deeper and and figure that out for yourself. But uh, I'm with you on everything that you've said. I just, I, I was listening to you because I've been here before I've looked into all this and I look at it from a different perspective of yes, there are other worldly entities and, and things that we cannot even begin to comprehend that we don't, you know, that these people, that's what quantum physics is. I believe it's, I, I think it's magic, bro. I think it's magic at the end I of the think, day. I think, yeah. Because it's, yep. it's, they're trying to understand the fabric of reality and trying to break these things down into something that we are able to write. They're putting these values in these variables. Yes, it's all to, about perception.
2: In, 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 in perceiving information structures. Yeah. And if yes. I could say just one last thing and then uh, unfortunately in the next five minutes or so, I'm probably going to have to jet because I have another. No worries. Yeah, I anticipated that. I know you're a busy guy, I, but I, yeah, I what's, what's the. Uh, sure. Well, this is actually adding to your uh, point one. I appreciate that. Actually, I got I to gotta have you on sometime, brother. I'd love to have a conversation. I would love that. In 2001, when again, I know nowadays he's not looked upon so highly, but I got to give credit where it's due. Stephen Greer put together the National Press Club, that same event that I said they cut the feed. Uh, The NSA cut the feed. At that press conference, after these military vets came out and they said, yeah, contractors, CIA, military vets saying, listen, we're willing to tell Congress like, yeah, this is legit. After that, in the question and answer period, a one reporter Raised their hand and asked one of the NASA guys that was willing to come forward at the event. Said, "You're telling us, sir, there's a satellite that brushes, and this is in 2001, that brushes through all of NASA's images to, and there's a there's an AI that NASA has that that brushes out all anomalous craft before it goes to NASA's database. You're telling us there's a, a rogue satellite, so to speak, that does this." He goes, "Yeah." And you could tell the reporters started like murmuring, they didn't believe it. But you see, if you said that now, it's like, what do you mean, of course they can do it. It's yeah, like, that's not that's not a conspiracy. So I see what you're saying, right? 20 years ago compared to now, very different paradigm of understanding. Because the
3: information and- is there, Dave. The information, like yeah. you said, if you look, you will find the answers, right? Right. It's theirs and, and being in this community, I've read all this shit. I know about it. So it's like, you know what I mean?
2: You see how 20 years ago that was questioned heavily. And now it's like, you don't even need to be into this community at all to to, to one
3: year ago was questioned, Dave, one year ago, things were conspiracy theories that are true today. Okay. So, you know, it, it is crazy. And, and again, uh, that's why i love looking at from not to be the simon right but i, I that's that's where you i you
2: are i want to tell you you are not at least from my view you are not knocking my my show my work in any way as a matter of fact i would say one you're adding to it because we need to have the healthy skepticism and i i fully agree with that i i get a little bit like oh come on when people start going down rabbit holes that are like you know the <laughs> when they create conspiracies out of the skepticism.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you know what I'm saying? That's when it's like, there's some people that like, not to mention names in uh, in the UFO community, they're in some cases, their debunkings are so good. But then in other cases, it's like, dude, your debunking is more of a conspiracy than aliens being in a craft, <laughs> you know? So it, <laughs> It, it, it varies, I get it, I do. Yeah, questions with more questions, which don't help at all. Right, like one time I saw a debunking, I'm not gonna say from who, but fairly popular guy. And he's like, well, you know, the kid who was filming it from his plane, there was water on the window. And then if you look at the air flight map and the wind was going this way, it's like, dude, it, it it's either a balloon or a craft.
0: <laughs> it's yeah.
2: not, you're saying the water on the plane and the wind.
3: But not until, Dave, not until they come out and they have, an alien gray next to Joe Biden at the white house, giving a press, you know, speech. And again, me being a fan, I have an alien gray mask here. Sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see it. Yeah. A uh, uh, Hollywood quality that I wear and I talk in and, and I take pictures and it. like, I want to, I want to believe, I
2: want to yep. believe that these things are real, but not until I actually shake its hand and go, holy shit, this is what's happening. Well, I be like, no, now, I, I don't want to, I, I want to push back in the most respectful way possible. See how you said, maybe you said this just for an example, but you see how you said the Biden or the president and <laughs> with an alien there, maybe I'm looking into your statement too much there, but you see what I mean when I say like, when people talk, what I said an hour ago, when people say, I want to hear from the government, but then when someone like Lou Elizondo does, and, but mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. to be fair, I agree with you as well, because we have to be skeptical. So, yeah. Sorry. Maybe I looked into your no, statement no, you're, too much, and
3: you're, but you're 100% spot on because I know exactly what you're talking about. It's right. like, Hey, we need a vaccine. Well, here it is. Well, I'm not going to take it because again, it's, it's the government, you know, it's the same, same ideology. Right. I'm 100% on board with you on that. Right.
2: What was the difference between Trump and Biden? What, four weeks? People yeah. under tr- people with Trump said they won't take it. Biden uh, goes in, we're taking it. A different Messiah, a different face. Yeah. As if, yeah, you know? as if, the, as if okay. the scientists behind the scenes changed. Right. 100%. <laughs> right but anyways guys i'm so sorry i gotta get going this has
1: been great as usual i appreciate it and uh, yeah we'll talk soon about our next episode of the elemental Mm -hmm. philosophy forum off the air of course plan something good for the listeners and i'll send you both the mp3 for this so you can you know release it on your respective rss feeds so anyways dave have a great day dude i appreciate your time Juan, stick around
2: one last thing, could you uh, could you text me Juan's email or number of if course, that's cool on Telegram? Of thank you. Yeah, you thank guys you. will
1: definitely be connected. I'm glad I was able to put you in touch here. But Dave, thank you. Thank you so much. And Mark, I'd
2: like you in on that too when I have Juan on as well. Cool.
1: Yeah. Either way, score cool right. with me. Cheers, guys. Later.
2: Thank you. Cheers. Later.
1: Well, look at that, brother. That was fun.
3: Yeah, bro. That, that, that was fucking wild. I was just studying at the very beginning. I'm <laughs> like, let me make well, sure that Here's I'm- the
1: thing for the audience, you know, now that Dave's gone, I love Dave. He's great on every episode of the Elemental Philos Forum. It's awesome. But I think maybe some of the more keen listeners may have noticed that, like, it's a lot to keep up with sometimes when he gets into the information. And that's why I wanted to have him here with you as well because i knew i couldn't do it justice myself and <laughs> and yeah it's just like we talk about this topic of the elements and naturally ufos have come up every time just because it's just a part of the science world and i just haven't uh, been able to go in depth with them on some of those things and here we are now so thanks for joining me, brother. Let's wrap this recording up and maybe get Chris in here. What's Chris doing?
3: I have no idea, bro, but
1: maybe we should is... maybe we should record a Illuminati confirmed Patreon.
3: We need to do the post show, bro. We need we have a lot of things to talk about that we still haven't talked about that are on the the, the elephant in the room. Right. And right. I thought we we're going to talk about it on here, but he just he was just going on about so many things which are 100 percent true and, and things that I've heard about. And to be 100% quite honest with you, like this whole government conspiracy and, and all this stuff, when I, when it comes to all these government problems, that's not my forte, because again, I look at it from the macrocosm of things where, yes, I know there are things in this universe that in this, in this reality that we don't understand 100%. Now it gets muddied when actual, how he said, when actual government entities start coming out because you don't know their intentions. And this is where people start to worship certain political parties right how i mentioned the vaccine it's like what how we said what difference does it make between x and z well because i like z's face more than the other guy so you know anything this guy says is is bs you know what i mean not uh, not to get political but it's it, no, just no, the way no. it is because it's we fine. against simulacra and simulation where these simulacra are these empty symbols and these em- intrinsic values you give to things that don't fucking even matter. You know what I mean? Right. But thank you, thank you for having me on because it was fascinating, and I studied for the first twenty five minutes. I was looking things up and and just trying to comprehend everything that he was saying. But it is a fascinating and a very deep, deep wormhole to to find yourself in.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah, and I am glad I am glad you were here. It's nice to tackle the interview with a guy like Dave with a co-host. So thank you for tuning in to this impromptu triple swap cast. And yep. be sure to follow the one on one podcast on the same podcast you're listening to this. If you're on the My Family Thinks I'm crazy podcast or if you listen to us on the Generation Z podcast. Hi, I'm Mark. This is Juan. Follow us if you're not already and uh shout out to dave we all have patreon sign up if you're a supporter and uh get the bonus content that juan and i were just alluding to anyways have a great moment wherever you are in the now peace